Hello, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Caroline. Um, and before we get started today, something very relevant happened in the past week, wouldn't you agree? For sure. I assume, if you were an early fan of Pretty Little Liars, you're basically being groomed to be a fan of Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm assuming you watch Euphoria too. And after season two, episode two, last Sunday, Spencer Hastings was trending on Twitter. She was back in the press because her daughter, <laughs> Lexi Howard. Her alleged daughter, Lexi Howard, is Maude Apatow. I mean, the resemblance is striking. It's not even just the resemblance between the people, but the wardrobes are... I mean, it's exactly I mean, if yeah. Pretty Little Liars came out today. Literally. And, like, so I go on my trending page on Twitter, and I see that Spencer Hastings is trending, and I'm like, oh, my God, someone leaked the pot early. <laughs> Um, and I click on it, and it's just, like, all these side-by-sides of Lexi Howard from Euphoria and Spencer Hastings from Pretty Little Liars. Literally dug out from the grave that Pretty that Little Liars is in. Lexi is doing what Spencer really thought she was doing. Which was what? What did Spencer really think she was doing that Lexi's doing? Lexi's a bad bitch. That's what I mean. Lexi's Prince match. Lexi looks put together. Spencer sometimes looks like she got dressed in the dark. Okay, so you mean fashion. You're talking about fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant, like, in their lives. And I was like, I don't know that I would say, like, they have a similar storyline in any way. No. <laughs> in any way. Uh, right now, at least. I, I mean, their families. Let's just leave it there. There's zero similarities at all. But, yeah, the outfits. Actually, there were a few pictures of Lexi Howard that were, like, on Twitter in the thread. And I thought they were Spencer. I literally, like, from far like away, was like, oh, that's a picture. The plaid yes. bottoms with the, the gray cashmere the headbands. sweater. Yeah. The only thing, honestly, that made me know it's not Spencer Hastings is the 2022 curtain bangs. I mean, that really yes. is how I knew. <laughs> but it's so funny. So they posted a bunch of photos and, and basically made the, the accusation, the statement, that Spencer Hastings was the best-dressed Pretty Little Liar. Which I just... I Actually, don't know if we can say we agree or disagree yet. Well, I watched the whole show. I know, but, like, we need to live in the moment. We need to, like, be present, live in the moment. And as of right now, I don't know that we have enough outfit material to go off of. Yes, but in this present moment, it's a no for me. But none. Of, I don't know that anybody – the problem is that I don't think any of them are really, like, I agree. I think well at dressed. this point – I actually don't know who it I would might say. be Spencer. Frankly, it might be Spencer right now. She's a, she's definitely the most like put together and polished. But then I see someone respond to these tweets about Spencer Hastings and say like Hannah Marin has entered the chat, and I'm like, don't you fucking dare put them in the same room. Hannah Marin dresses like shit. <laughs> she's an awful dresser. I mean, she is. She is. She's all about the trends and the whatever she can steal. I'm gonna look at some of these right now because they literally like put her right next to Spencer, and it's honestly not comparable. So we have Spencer in a, in a fierce, these are all on the Instagram, a fierce side part that I'm actually living for, and she's making a face. She's clearly bitching someone out. She's in all black, a turtleneck. I mean, she looks amazing. Oh, yes. A, a really, like, amazing Iconic. bad bitch look. Um, then we have. That's, like, late, late in the game. Yeah, but well, then here we got kind of an earlier one. We've got, like, a, it's like a dark shade of purple. Um, like a plum cardigan, and she's got a matching plum beret placed perfectly on her head. Yes, I would say this is iconic. a winning look. Honestly, I would say that. 
one thing I don't think is a winning look that they put in this is the picture of her from episode one where she's wearing that fucking blazer shopping. And her hair is like hairsprayed and tied she completely looks 40. back. She absolutely looks like a middle-aged wife. She looks 40. We got this cute little tennis outfit. She's got like a short little white tennis skirt, light blue top, collar. I mean, she just makes it all work. And then someone had the audacity to respond with photos of Hannah Marin's outfits. Like, let's just take a quick look. We have, oh my God, we have <laughs> a, like an Easter yellow cap sleeve, fit and flare dress with like a gigantic fucking belt. Yes. Hidden heels that are this, the color of her skin with big ass bows on them. And we have a bob haircut. Oh, this one. We were doing something here. Coral skinny jeans. And lilac. And a top. lilac button down collared, like probably sheer polyester tank. And then like what looks to be a duffel bag. Like a violet <laughs> duffel bag. And they really said, no, Hannah Marin's just as good at dressing as Spencer. She has her moments, but. I think it's a lot of the personality. Like, looking back, people, Hannah was the fashionista. She was supposed to be, yeah. So I think that people get. I think, here's here's what it is. Spencer had that timeless kind of fashion where, like, there are looks that Spencer wore that we're still wearing now. Yeah. And that we'll continue to wear. And that, and that were worn before her where Hannah exactly was, like, just trendy like she was she went on pinterest every morning and was like <laughs> 2009 trends and that's what she fucking wore is that like the clueless outfit generator it's literally Anna Marin typing into pinterest yeah into pinterest trendy business casual absolutely yeah she's like for school well the, we don't have a uniform but we kind of do and it's that we have to dress business casual <laughs> um, like a young professional it's kind of the vibe and Spencer's but it's like, only I do these that every four. day it's only these four. The rest well, of the school shows up in sweatpants. I don't know that Emily or Aria are dressing well, business professional. Emily's in like cargo skirts and <laughs> like like V-neck tee. It's it's bleak. It's bleak. But honestly, I, I needed this thread to remind us that Spencer Hastings really was that bitch. Collectively, people who watch the show nowadays all kind of agree that Spencer was the best flyer i always thought she was the best actress for sure but even just her character like people looking i think spencer and hannah are the favorites yeah well and i would also say i agree with that i would also say that spencer's storyline like if we look at these girls storylines basically all of them are about love interests spencer actually had some storylines that didn't revolve around a guy and it wasn't even like like she had her storylines that revolved around her sister and having Mm -hmm. a complicated relationship with her but a lot of her storyline later in the show is conflict with herself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like mental health kind of like struggles that she has. Um, and I think that's probably makes her a much more interesting character. Like, you know, and just going back to like what we were saying about what Spencer wore then we would still wear now. The proof is in Lexi Howard. She's wearing exactly yes. what Spencer was wearing. It all came full circle. And I just want to say to whoever started that Spencer Hastings thread at Silk NYMPHE. Thank you for starting the Spencer Hastings being the best dressed liar thread and getting her trending. That what is, she deserves. That is a word. What? Nymph. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> huh? Silk NYMPH. Okay. Thank you so much to user at Silk Nymph. With an E, which I don't think nymph is always spelled with an E at the end. Okay, but I I think it's probably pretty safe to say that that was, it's nymph. Okay, so I just said it. Silk nymph with an E at the end in case you wanted to spell it correctly and you couldn't find her on Twitter. (laughs) 
Sorry thank for calling you, so you out, Soknim. Yeah, thank you so much for starting this thread. It's the recognition she deserves. And with that, I think we're ready to dive into episode three. All right. Episode three, To Kill a Mocking Girl. They really just nailed us right away with a fucking vest. This is jarring. Every outfit reveal in this scene was like, oh. Literally, my God. they're like one by one. So we have all the liars walking over like a big ass branch. They're in the forest, of course. Um, they're looking for the, the shed. shed that they hung out with Allie in the summer. Like it, it was their hangout spot in eighth grade. So they want to make like a shrine to remember her there. Right. So, so they're going there for it. It is broad daylight. I don't think we need to be as scared as these girls are. But back to the main point. They're hiking in the woods. Yes. Each of them enters the scene and literally like we're sitting here watching it. And one after the other, just the like screams of anguish coming out of us seeing their outfits. We have Emily questionable. She's in like a graphic tee kind of shirt with like a short sleeve button down over top but open you know <laughs> casual her of course her peace sign necklace of course i i can't though with aria she takes the cake for worst outfit and scene one worst outfit period but also like they are on a hike essentially emily's the only one appropriately dressed for a hike i agree but they probably came from like right after school like you know, I don't know. I would have been like, I live down the street. Can I just go get a change of clothes? I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> but but Aria walks over this branch. She's wearing, I mean, I have to describe it. She's wearing a fit and flare butterfly printed dress, like all these different colored butterflies. And you wouldn't know it was a butterfly dress unless you saw the whole thing because she's covering up the upper half of the dress with a nasty vest again. But to make the vest, I don't know, to cinch her waist even more in the vest that she's already wearing, she's two skinny belts, one yellow, one blue. But the skinny belts aren't even, they're not cinching her waist. She has them like one belt loop loose enough so that they're just like hanging off of her body. This was a major like trend in these early 2000s shows though, is they were like, we are going to use as many accessories as possible just for the sake of using accessories. Like... Horrible. The costume team just had, like, extra money in their budget, and they were like, just buy some fucking belts. Terrible. Uh, it's, so it's awful. Emily, Arya, enter next to you have Hannah, fully in heels. Fully in heels. We, like, get even get a shot of them, like, sinking into <laughs> the grass. Like, okay. <laughs> and then we see Spencer looking graceful as ever coming right. over. I mean, this is going to be a new, like, Spen for me, it already was a Spencer love podcast, but now I think it's going to be amped up for I've both of us. I've always loved Spencer. So the girls are looking for the shed, and, and they... I guess just went aimlessly walking in the forest, like, without any Yeah, real I mean, everybody except Spencer. Like, all the other girls are like, so where are we? And Spencer's like, no, I recognize that tree. We are 136 paces away from the shed. And Aria quickly says, how do you remember that Spence? Seems a little weird you remember that or whatever she said. Like, obviously accusing Spencer of, like, killing Allison. It's a lot. What do you think about that? Spencer's just, well, we all know how I feel about Aria. She's a bad friend. She is all about Arya, but she's all about, again, I said this last episode of, like, she's all about Arya in a way that is disguised as being, like, for other people. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. So many people are like that. It's, where like, self-serving, like, but yeah. in the... She's acting this way in, like, a, I guess, like, fake nice yeah. kind of way to make herself feel good about how she's acting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not actually to make 
Like, she's not telling you, oh, my God, I love your skirt, because she wants you to feel good about your wearing. She wants to feel good about the fact that she gave you a compliment. And now you're going to feel good because Arya made you feel good. That's the kind of person she is. And she accuses Spencer of murder in scene (laughs) one, episode three. (laughs) So they're just walking through the woods. They're looking for the shed. They hear rustling. Hannah's like, oh, my God, she's so scared. Spencer's like, it's a rabbit, Hannah. Um, It's obviously not a rabbit, Spencer. You guys are, like, getting creepy texts from people and your best friend is murdered. You think it's a rabbit? Well, okay. It could have been the first one. The first Russell was not that big. And then Spencer says... It sounded loud. Spencer says it's just a rabbit. And then another one happens and it's clearly a person. Okay, but we have to remember... And Hannah's screaming at the rustling. Who are you? Oh, but we have to remember how loud a forest is. Think about all the bugs, all the wind, all the animals. There's probably, like, a crick nearby. And it's all loud. Did you just actually call it a crick? Yeah. Ugh. I said it in like a crick. I obviously said it in like a joking way. So thank you for calling me out though. <laughs> anyway, it's loud in the forest. So any rustle, like it is a little bit weird if you hear one really loud. I, I pro- My first thought would not be a rabbit. It wouldn't be. Well, that's true. But I also think they're all paranoid and Spencer's probably like trying to be like, no, that wasn't. Spencer's trying to talk herself out of yeah. thinking it was a person. But then we pretty much confirm it because they get the first text from A of the episode. And it says... I love Arya's face when she gets the text from A. We always see freaking Arya's phone. Her phone is so ugly. So the message from A says, Heads up, BFFs. It's open season on liars. And I'm hunting. Dot, dot, dot. A. Open season would imply she knows they're in the woods. I also like another death threat a little bit. Yeah, constantly. Constantly death threats. I do have to say, you mentioned as we were watching it, Arya's face always when she like opens up the text. Her eyebrows go so high. And her eyes are so wide. You just know that Lucy Hale's like, why are these other bitches like acting? Like (laughs) I'm doing real acting. Like this is how I would actually react if I was getting these texts. And everyone else is just like acting like it's completely like normal. Like they're not even acting scared. Like they really should take some notes from me. Look at my facial expressions. I am acting. (laughs) She definitely took herself way too seriously as an actor, I would say. Getting that vibe big time from her and honestly from the character she plays. Would yes. be the same thing. Well, we'll see that there's like in a. I don't know if it's next season. Oh yes, when they, they do the show exactly. And well, I don't even think she's in it. She's just the director or like the assistant oh, director. Because Mr. Fitz is the director. Yes, and she like takes the job w- way too seriously. She I definitely was this. like, no, I've read this play before. Like I, I have a vision for sure. God, those girls annoyed me so much. So they're irritating. so hard to avoid. They're everywhere in college. They're literally everywhere. They're really just giving us like. Shock after shock with this episode. We had Arya's fucking horrible outfit. And this jump cut from the intro to the Marin kitchen. Not just the Marin kitchen. The focal point of the Marin kitchen is Officer Wilden. That's what I mean. Naked. Yeah, but you didn't say that. (laughs) You said the Marin kitchen. No, 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 no. He's fully looking into this fridge, not his fridge, with just a towel barely tied around his waist. Bro, you are really walking the line of Catching yourself on a sex offender list. If that towel fell and Hannah walked in the room, she's a minor. That's it for you. You are playing with fire, my dude. Hannah is not having it. She's repulsed. She She walks in, gives him the up down. Just says like (laughs) a Hannah Marin classic. A little shudder. Yeah. Love that for her. And she immediately starts having it out with her mom. Wilden like leaves after like drinking the orange juice from the carton like a gross man. That's so rude. It's not your house. And she's not even your girlfriend. It's episode three. Like, 
that's not even the sort of the situation that's happening. Literally. And Hannah's like, is he moving in? Like all the like asking valid questions, I would argue, with a little bit of an attitude, but warranted. Always. Warranted probably. Hannah's mom is like, We're not having this conversation right now or whatever. And she's like, as soon or she says, until we can get him to drop Wait, <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> we can't fucking watch the scene, so I'm holding my own over here. I did watch the scene. No, but you're on your phone. What did, what did they say then? I'll tell you exactly what they said. He said, Hannah, would you like a waffle? She said, no! <laughs> and basically slapped him up across the face. How dare you offer her carbs? Then he walks <laughs> out of the room. Hannah Marin's mom walks in. They pull the milk out of the fridge. I had to note that. The most unrealistic part of this whole scene is that they're drinking actual cow milk. You know, if it were the year 2022, that would be almond or oat for sure. And Hannah's like, seriously, is this the new norm? Is he moving in? And her mom's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. And it pans across the corner. And who do we have eavesdropping like a fucking asshole? Officer Wilden. I didn't watch the scene. Well, you did miss the line that I was trying to say, which is Mrs. Marin says, until Officer Wilden can get the store to drop the charges for your little shopping spree. That's true. And she does say, you should be thanking me. Yes, because she says, I just didn't intend, I didn't anticipate having to get him a Father's Day card. <laughs> Which is an incredible <laughs> zinger by Hannah Marin. <laughs> and Mrs. Marin goes, if anyone should be getting the card, it's me. <laughs> oh, wait, she also says, she says, just because you're squeezing his grapefruit. Ah! I know. Doesn't mean that we need to eat breakfast. <laughs> Hannah goes, like, we don't eat breakfast. We're skinny now, remember? <laughs> oh my God. But also, I have to say, you know, well, you don't know, but I imagine Ashley Benson was like, hey, wait. Um, hey, mom, whoever plays her mom, hey, mom, um, take a pause after you say that line because I have like an ad lib I want to try and I think they're going to think it's really funny. And mom's like, okay, did you get it clear by the director? Hannah's like, no, 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 it's going to be it. It's going to be there. And she goes, I didn't think I'd have to get him a Father's Day card. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> How good was that? <laughs> Silence on set. They're like, okay, so I guess uh, Ashley Marin, you could say I should be getting a card if we have to keep that in the scene. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love what we're doing here. I love what we're doing here. I love how collaborative this, this is. This is acting. This is acting. This is creating. We move into what might be the most insufferable before school breakfast scene they could have ever written it is so it makes aria so pretentious that yeah and like and it's ugh. big english major energy to be very pretentious but like you're reading the most like popular book ever written to kill a mockingbird she goes i have like 30 some pages left and i just don't want it to end like okay well she's gonna write a sequel in a couple years you can read that <laughs> <laughs> i just like <laughs> it's just so funny that she's acting like she's reading like this it's the same energy people approach, like, perks of being a wallflower with, like, oh, my God, I just, like, people don't get it about this <laughs> book, like, how much it means to me, how much it's shaping me. And it makes perfect sense that she's acting this way because Byron just completely feeds into it, and he goes, well, I have her biography. You should read that next. Yeah, it becomes very clear to me that there's some major daddy issues that are being overtly referenced to this scene. We have Ella Montgomery saying, you might understand the father worship and to kill a mockingbird a little bit more after reading the biography. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, well, I understand the Mr. Fitz relationship a little better after seeing, like, what you've seen your dad and his student do. Right. And, like, the daddy issues you have from that. Like, of course, you're in love with your, you're in love teacher. With your teacher. We segue into the next part of this scene. Aria says, I'd love you two a lot more if you'd get me another one of these bagels. 
and Ella <laughs> levitates out of her chair. We can split it. We can split <laughs> it. Oh, perf. We'll split. <laughs> we'll, we'll split it. Like, bitch, let me have my own fucking bagel. But lest we forget, right. the fat shaming <laughs> they Hannah Marin. Of course, sorry, I can't. Shamers. She's like, now, Aria, I don't want to say this in front of the cameras, but you're not eating two fucking bagels by yourself. <laughs> we are not shopping we at Curvy Girl. We are not the Marins. We okay? are not a Curvy Girl family. <laughs> Literally. But um, then we have none other than, I really wanted to call her Meredith Blake from Parent Trap, but that's same not her last name. But same homewrecker like, energy. I feel like she... Th- like walks or struts around Rosewood thinking that that's what she's. She's giving. a pick me girl, but so is Arya. She's just Arya all grown up. Yes, literally. Their relationship is just Arya and Mister Fitz, like with a few more years. Right. And Byron is married, and like neither of them are as attractive. It's truly a miracle that Meredith wants anything to do with Byron Montgomery. I know, but as you're talking about, like it's a very common thing for students to just like romanticize the shit out of their teachers, especially yeah. English teachers. It's just like. Because they're Cause just deep sensitive, and there's you know? an emotional level to what you're talking about, and that yeah. it's like different than math or science. Yeah, it's math is so impersonal, science is so impersonal. But literally, like reading a book, and you're talking about people's feelings in the yeah. book, like it's just, it's deep. And girls think they're so special when they're in high school. They're like, "Wait, I you can fix me. I'm damaged like Holden Caulfield. Fix me." So Meredith is at the table talking to Byron and. Byron goes, Meredith, this is Arya, my daughter. And she goes, ah! It's Meredith's so like, I'm your new mommy. It's so Stormy. nice to meet she goes, you. She looks at Arya. She's like, oh my God, you're the one fucking your teacher? Stormy, you just <laughs> look like you. <laughs> Stormy, you look just like mommy, baby. Literally. She's like, I'm new mom. What do you want for breakfast? Poppy seed bagel? I'll let you have the whole thing. I'll let you have two. <laughs> Let's kill that wench. <laughs> Let's kill Ella Fitzgerald. Of course her last name's Fitzgerald. It is not Fitzgerald. Wait. You're right. <laughs> Let's kill Why did I think Ella, Ella Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Who, that's, Fitz? No, no. Ella Fitzgerald's like a singer. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald's like a singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a singer. Anyway. Um, yeah, but Meredith is so like overtly flirting with him. And Arya. Arya's looking at Meredith. Like <laughs> she just committed arson in the town she's looking at meredith like meredith just like straddled her father in front of her (laughs) and slapped her mom in the face (laughs) aria's looking at her and she's not saying it but she might as well be saying eat shit you fucking bitch aria's acting her heart out in this scene yeah literally her eyebrows her eyes the way she's moving her head between byron and meredith (laughs) she's like can you what what is she doing she is here? So Can she horrifying. graduate already? And it's a true miracle that Ella didn't walk right back out of there with that bagel. Well, she wanted to make sure she only got one and probably the smallest one in the in the, in the cupboard. I love that we've created this narrative for Ella that she's like really obsessed with weight. <laughs> like, this is really no grounds and true, but whatever. Um, and of course, Meredith walks away after giving Byron this up and down look. And I literally. It's the kind of look that if this were any other show, any other scene, she'd be like, you look good. But she says, like, see you around or yeah. something. But it has that energy. So she walks away, and Arya goes, can she just graduate already? And Byron goes, she has. I told you. <laughs> She's like, He's like, we talk about her a lot. She's my favorite <laughs> thing to talk about. She's right across the hall. So I kind of can't avoid her. But also, like, wouldn't you be, like, request a new office? 
or like set a boundary like make it very clear that there's a line where like you don't approach me and my family in the morning before school like you shouldn't feel comfortable enough to do that we shouldn't be on good terms it should be like you almost wrecked my marriage i had to leave for a year to get away from this we don't speak it doesn't matter if we have the same office you shouldn't feel comfortable talking to me clearly he has not set that boundary this scene is the only before school breakfast scene that i want to watch in this show I only want scenes like this. <laughs> it is perfect Hastings drama. I mean, every person in the scene is acting their ass off. Every person in the scene is being a complete fucking psycho, and it's <laughs> awesome TV. Literally. Spencer, like, I also love how on TV, and it's not just this show, it's every show where, like, someone's hiding in literal plain sight. <laughs> like, everyone can see him, probably hear you breathing because you're, like, six inches away. Like, and that's how this starts. Spencer's like, hiding like the corner but it's like in the doorway literally your mom melissa and you are making a triangle and like there's like one foot in between each of you and like her mom is fully facing her like crossing off the engagement dates on the calendar yes is like looking at spencer and spencer walks in and like ready for a run and comes to find out that her dad went on a run without her so everybody in the family even the adults has decided that they're just not gonna even talk to their child spencer and it's i mean Here's my take on it. I don't like that Spencer at the end of the scene says, because I don't want to be punished for something I didn't do. Because Melissa's right. She did have her tongue down. She did kiss him back. And unfortunately, we know this is a pattern with Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if she had never done this before. It would be a little different. Yeah, it would be like, oh my God, so much more of the blame would be on Ren. And it, oh, I mean, it should be. She's the minor. However, it is a pattern. She did this with two of Melissa's boyfriend slash fiance is like i would throttle you yeah i know that would not be good it would be awful so this scene's just so high drama spencer walks in she's like saying good morning and melissa's like he basically (laughs) hisses at her lunges across the table she doesn't but in her mind she for sure is and melissa like walks by her in the most dramatic way she's like stomping she like body checks spencer on the way to the garbage can not the recycling the garbage can and one by one she throws away like five thousand wedding magazines while making eye contact <laughs> with spencer the entire like, time so into an empty trash can so it's making like a thud not every a time. word not a word is being spoken and, and it's like, the most interesting scene we've had spencer's like mom <laughs> and she's mom, like she's like she's not recycling <laughs> she's like spencer spencer you shut your fucking whore mouth <laughs> and spencer's like okay i'm gonna go eat in my room and her mom goes oh no you won't her mom validates everything we've thought i just had her sheets dry no, not cleaned. her sheets her bedspread <laughs> her bedspread was dry cleaned her sheets probably were too but like more specifically and spencer's like oh you're right i'm just gonna throw the muffin away <laughs> throws it just completely doesn't take a bite they don't care about waste here no and they're I'm, rich people and they're talking about all the things they have to cancel and as an engaged woman myself i have to say I can't imagine anything more mortifying or, like, horrible than having to cancel everything. She should just feel lucky that they're recently engaged. Right. You don't have that much. There are probably people that don't even know. Like, it's okay. Yes. It will be fine. But, but Melissa's sitting there. She's like, and what about the engagement dinner? And what about the rehearsal dinner? Do I have to cancel all these things? Am I the one who has to make that call? It's like, is it your wedding, bitch? Just kidding. And her mom goes, of course not. And she goes, I just can't face the people at the club. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, Melissa. I think if you're really that sad about Ren leaving your ass or being interested in your sister and then leaving you, you wouldn't be awake right now and you wouldn't be looking so perfectly polished at the kitchen 
table. You would be asleep in your bed with Cheeto fingers and Cheeto stains on your newly dry clean bedspread. In the fucking shed. In the fucking Spencer shed. Spencer made for you. Spencer made for you, you ungrateful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who side I'm on. I don't know who side I'm on, but I know that it would be it would be horrible. It's all around just a horrible situation. <laughs> just turmoil in the Hastings house. Oh, but I love it. We love a walking into school montage. Yes, and this time we meet Noel Kahn. Noel Kahn, the teenage heartthrob. He so was hot. like for sure the best looking, besides Mr. Fitz, the best looking guy thus far on the show. So Noel Kahn, well, wait. <laughs> oh, 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 of course. <laughs> Our scene, opening still. The scene starts with Mona Vanderwall. It's truly an homage to the times. It is. It's a portrait of 2009. <laughs> it is perfect. She is applying lipstick, lip gloss in the mirror of her slide phone. I don't even know what type of phone that is. I don't know what they were called, but y'all remember. Those phones where it was like two parts. You slid the front part up because it was like all touch screen. You slid it up and your keyboard was on the bottom half. But if you flip the phone around to the back where the battery was, it yes, we used to be able to take out the batteries of our phones. There was a mirror on the back side of the top part of the phone. So you slide it up and the mirror's there, which I just want to say the mirrors were never functional. They got so scratched because you're constantly sliding them back and forth. And they like Think about the shit that, like, gets in your phone case. Like, it's gross. gross. That's what that was. So the most unrealistic part of this entire show is that Mona is able to use this mirror to put on her god coral lip gloss. That she stole. And Hannah's like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm not going to use any. And Mona goes, why? Is your mom asking for receipts now? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, if I was her mom, I sure would be. Noel says that his... His parental units are going to be in a different oh time God. zone. You remember, people used to like genuinely say, my parental units. He goes, think wild, think crazy, think parental units in a different time zone. <laughs> <laughs> like, the worst. And actually, he's not, he's not over-exaggerating. That party, we've seen the scene. It's fucking crazy. It's insane. If you've been to a party like that in high school, like, drop a line, let us know, because I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> And so that we know that Noel, Noel Kahn's cabin party is tomorrow night, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So we move away. Sean leaves. Mona's like, I got to find a date because I'm not guarding the bushes while you two jump each other's bones all night. And Hannah's like, that's not going to happen. We're not going to be the bushes. She's like, we're not going to be having sex in the bushes. And I Mona hate goes, bugs. <laughs> Mona goes, well, I mean, you got to get on it because if you're not together in that way, are you really even together? Like, Mona, have you had sex? I highly doubt it because a year ago, you were heinous. You were loser Mona. No one wanted to touch you with a 10-foot pole. I feel like it takes a while for people to forget that. But right. Hannah, I have to, like, call it the fashion as she's walking saying it's not a race, Mona, about losing your virginity. She's got, this was, like, a staple of mid to early 2000s fashion is those fucking Aztec prints on, like, every piece of clothing. And there are people that, like, still think that's cool. It isn't. It's, like, if you go <laughs> shop in, like, Altered State, like, a lot of, like, I'm sorry. A lot of their stuff, it's, like, chuggy. It's chuggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, like, that's what this is. And she's wearing this, like, it's, like, a floral aquamarine colored, like, sheer shirt with just gold press-on Aztec print. Like, so unnecessary, so heinous, but so trendy, so Hannah Marin. That's really the last we see of them. We quickly skip over to... Emily, and, of course, Maya St. Germain. Yes, Emily's fixing up her bike, and Maya approaches and says, I was going to offer a ride, but your bike's so much faster. 
And Emily goes, oh, my gosh. You passed me? She's like, I didn't even notice you. And Maya's <laughs> like, oh, I noticed you. <laughs> like, she, no, she literally goes, oh, I saw you. Literally. And I was like, I was checking out your fine ass <laughs> biking to school. That's why I didn't offer you a ride. I wanted to like, enjoy the view. And once again, freaking Ben with the scare tactics. Predator Ben comes up. He's like, gotcha. <laughs> Like, let me tell you, if my fiance did that to me, he would not be sleeping in the same bed that Emily's night. He's, like, horrified <laughs> and so embarrassed. And Maya's immediately, like, uncomfortable. put by, like, or put off would be the word. <laughs> yeah. She's put off by his behavior, but also she's jealous. And he goes, you guys here? No cons cabin parties tomorrow. It's, like, the talk of the town. It's, like, well, we just learned about it 30 seconds ago. So, like, I don't know if Hannah, Marin and Mona have, like, run over here to tell Emily Ben's like, have you guys heard of No Con's party? It's happening. It's going to be crazy. And Maya's like, is that some sort of, like, pagan rosewood ritual? And Ben's like, yeah, there's a lot of freaking howling. <laughs> is that insinuate that he and Emily had sex at the party last year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But then I just, I'm so confused. Because she seems so embarrassed. I know, but I'm so confused because, well, I guess, I mean, it doesn't mean they had to have sex. But in the previous episode, he was like, oh, you slept in the same bed? I guess we talked about this. But he was like. You got farther than I've gotten, but that could yeah. mean sleeping. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. He's weird and gross. He is weird and gross. And, and Emily doesn't want to be around him. That's very clear. So she invites Maya to the party to come <laughs> with Ben doesn't even try to hide that he does not fucking want Maya there. But, and yeah, we kind of just leave the scene off with just this awkwardness between the three of them of like, none of them even want to go to the party at this point. Well, Ben does. <laughs> Fair. Ben can't actually wait to go to the party so he can get it on with his girl Emily's gonna have to like, like, tape a photo of Maya to the ceiling and like <laughs> be like, yeah, no, don't stop, like, don't stop. You need to be on top though, so I can look at this picture of Maya. <laughs> okay, so I know it's a television show. I know yeah. it's fiction. I know that. Aria and Mr. Fitz crossing paths in the hall, the packed school hallway. It is so obvious that they are into each other, and there are like other teachers there's a fucking police officer in the school it is on another level it's crazy she's like smiling ear to ear she's when like she biting her lip L- literally he's do- he's doing the shay mitchell smirk yeah. to her he says good morning <laughs> and she's like hi and it's like they both like turn around and look over their shoulders like in in dead center of the hallway i just spencer is right there if spencer wasn't so preoccupied with russian history <laughs> she would have seen it and she would have put the pieces together especially I don't know. after everything she pulled with ren she'd be like girl i get it yeah she gets boys she gets it there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind that like she gets boys um but luckily she doesn't see it because every single thing falls out of her locker and <laughs> yes, it is Aria, so loud Aria approaches spencer opens her locker and four freaking 1,000-page textbooks <laughs> fall out of her locker. And Arya goes, oh, my gosh. Barely helping her pick up these books. Arya looks, and she's like, it's just four copies of War and Peace. She's like, it's my favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Tequila Mocking Girl. <laughs> literally, literally. Tequila Mocking Girl. The name mm. of the episode. Love that little <laughs> name drop. And we get a glimpse at uh, Spencer's to-do list. It's hefty. But it's not... As hefty as I would have thought, I have to say. But it's like, just for school day, like, that's a lot. Number one is practice shots. Obviously, she... Taking shots. She does mean... For no cons party. Exactly. Yes. She needs to look like she knows what exactly. she's doing. Not field hockey ever. <laughs> she's you th- know Spencer party's hard, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and after her morning at the fucking 
Hastings household. Oh my god! Oh my god! She needed the shots before Literally. school. Arya's like, "Why do you have all these mini bottles in your locker?" She's like, "Shut up, Arya! A, you have no idea what I'm going through." A, put them there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes out a sharpie, like scribbles A on the bottom of everyone. See? She's out to get me. Oh my gosh! And then this is a really crucial crucial scene it's really important information they deliver it to us in a way that's not as groundbreaking as like i think it should be we have really the first glimpse actually of the real toby cavanaugh walking in with his sister jenna keegan allen listen after season one and okay i i always forget how he looked in season one yeah like i i just don't get the hype but i by the end of the show like toby was my everything I know, I don't, I don't know. Because he, especially in the end, he's just like a golden retriever. And Maybe I'll just get like, there, but uh, right now. And he his hair gets decent right now. Well, it's I know so he bad. cuts it, and you do love when boys cut their hair that way. You will have since you were a child. <laughs> um, so I'm not surprised. But yeah, he's not doing it for me, but I understand that I guess if later on he'll be a heartthrob. The point is, in this scene, he is acting his heart out. Is with he? this smolder. The way oh that he God. is uh, looking everybody in the hallway up and down <laughs> with Jenna Marshall on his arm. She's click clacking around. The director's like, hey, hey, Shay, can I talk to you for a second? Come here. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you think about leading a master class on that smirk tomorrow before we shoot? I think uh, Toby could probably use it. Mr. Fitz. I mean, I'm sure everyone could benefit <laughs> from it. So what do you think? Would you be, would you be <laughs> up for that? Shay's like, uh, of course. I mean, <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've actually been waiting for you to ask. I've been practicing it. <laughs> For years. I've pretty much perfected it. They're probably not going to get it right away. We might need like a few sessions, but <laughs> but I'm, I'm down to try. Speaking of Shay Mitchell, the director really decided to take some creative liberties with the scene. Because as soon as Toby walks into the hallway, the camera pans to Emily and does this close-up. <laughs> first of all, the camera's shaking. <laughs> the camera throughout this entire scene yeah. is like it's a handheld camcorder. I think it is a handheld camera, but not the camcorder. But I, I know they... they See the differences between this and Euphoria. Euphoria, they got like the big, like steady, like truck with a camera on it. This, they're like, "Yo, you got your uh, flip cam." <laughs> <laughs> so Emily is like, <gasps> she is floored, Just like that. She is floored that Toby would dare walk the halls of Rosewood High. Well, they didn't know he was back, back. I guess right. And Maya goes, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> Maya, loud as can be. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> literally and this i actually maybe i forgot i don't know if i like picked this up the first time i saw the show but emily says he's this, just this older guy who used to go here and then he got sent to juvie <laughs> for something and maya's like oh my god what did he do and she goes well he set fire to a shed and his sister was in it um Girl. You did that, bitch. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're just lying to Maya. We're building a relationship on lies. We are pretty little lying. Oh. And Maya, thank you. <laughs> and Maya's like, oh, my God. She's like, should I be scared? And Emily's like, no, no. Of me, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, if someone were to do that, would that yeah, be, like, would a that, red, would that would that be a red scared? flag? Would that make you feel scared? Okay. Or, or like, just, would you, No, I'm just checking. Would you consider still maybe dating someone who would do that? <laughs> think about it let me know oh my god um so then of course we get all four of our pretty little liars together and officer wilden pops his little head out Spencer's like are you kidding me there's police in the school no like, aria says that oh the police, the, are you kidding? <laughs> the police are in the school 
And this, like, they just, again, the dragging of Hannah Marin. It's nonstop. He's <laughs> like, Hannah, I talk to your principal. Can I freaking talk to you for a second? He doesn't say freaking, but I just added that in, actually. And they're like, just Hannah? Why would, like, they just ask for Hannah? And I'm like, he probably thinks she's the easiest to crack. And Spencer goes, she is. I mean, she's barely out of the room. And now we have Jenna walking down the hallway. She's click-clacking around. And then she's now going to class. And she goes, whisper, whisper, whisper. It's like Allie's still here. And they all just don't even acknowledge her. But I'm like, okay, Jenna, you have to choose how you're going to be towards mm-hmm. these girls. Are you going to be like, this is the fun table, blah, blah, blah. I want to sit with you and like, actually not a bitch. Or are you going to say, whisper, whisper? Like, they're allowed to whisper. I don't know why I'm defending them. <laughs> they blind Well, they the are the protagonists of the show. And how <laughs> <laughs> the anguish Hannah Marin causes me, like the hurt in my heart that I feel for this girl. Right. So we are now in the same room that the interrogation happened last week with all four girls, but it's just Hannah and I almost called him Mr. Wilden. Mr. Wilden, <laughs> how are you, Mr. Wilden? <laughs> I don't know why that had to be done in a Cockney accent, but it did. Detective Wilden has a yearbook out and he goes, you made a lot of changes between ninth and 10th grade. And Hannah goes, are you here to lecture me on how much weight I lost? Well, he actually says it. (laughs) So let's let's not give him credit and say that like she's the one who said it. No, he said, you made a lot of changes. You lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) I mean, he says it to her. Um, If I was Hannah, if I was as emboldened as Hannah Marin is and she has the skull to like, talk shit to her superiors not that i think detective wilden mr wilden is a superior to her but you know we're gonna have to refer to him like that mr wilden <laughs> yeah that's fine with me um <laughs> no i definitely got it on me um <laughs> anyway if i were her i would have been like how do you know i lost weight were you looking at my body were you checking out my body perv when you were wearing a towel literally were you checking out my body <laughs> how would you know i lost weight actually <laughs> That's what I would have said. But he literally, like, I just, like, oh, my God. If, he's, if he said the stuff that he says to Hannah to me, I oh would God. have jumped into traffic. I would have. There are big-ass windows next to her. I would have taken my whole-ass body weight, <laughs> like a limp noodle, <laughs> and jumped head first out that window. And I would have said, really? How much weight did I lose? <laughs> Not enough. So we are seeing Hannah like look at the yearbook as Wilden's showing it to her. We go to a flashback. Uh-huh. One that like haunt like when I watched this for the first time, I was like that age of Hannah and it like devastated me. I think maybe it affects me more now because I feel like I went through like a similar thing that Hannah went through. And I've said this before, but like Sean was like I had a Sean. Yeah. And it was like the whole time like I would never let myself believe that he actually liked me. Because I was like, he has to just still be thinking of me. And it's like, he wasn't. But it's so easy to just, you're so stuck in that mindset. And it's just so heartbreaking to watch. And then you have these people who won't let you forget it. Like, it's not okay. <laughs> like, constantly be talking about. And Ashley Benson, actually, her acting in this scene I know. is precious. Hannah is in, essentially, pigtails. The chunkiest oh my god, white turtleneck they could have put her in. Keep in mind, this turtleneck, like, turtlenecks are cool now. If you wore a white turtleneck now, you wouldn't be ridiculed. No, Hannah was wearing it because it was, like, to hide her body. And then she had, like, this... And it's not a cute turtleneck. No, no, no. It's, it's like, like what my mom used to put me in. Like, it's like elementary school... Fucking, like, sweater over <laughs> Elementary school music yes, teacher. Yes. Ancient. Elementary school student. 
I wore those underclothes. Or an 80-year-old music teacher. And they finally put Hefty Hannah in a fat suit. Not that I'm about putting skinny actors in fat suits, but for this... Well, if you are... Okay. If you have a skinny actor playing a fat person who is that size the whole show, that's, that's the problem. Different. You could cast a heavier person who can play that role. Right. But, it, it, you know, in this case, it's like a flashback. They're not going to use a whole different actress. So I actually appreciate them putting her in a fat suit because it's like in the previous scenes, she wasn't big. And no. it's like, why are you calling her hefty Hannah? Right. How detrimental to a girl's mental health. My God. So you see Hannah like working up the nerve and the courage to go up to Sean and say, and Allie's encouraging her. Right. To do this. She's like, just go do it. And it's kind of a sweet moment between the two of them. We know that obviously Allie was manipulative. Like, this was a form of manipulation. It wasn't sweet. Like, it seems sweet. Yeah. And if, and if you want to take it that way, you can, which I'm sure is how Hannah did. Right. But, like, looking back, it's like, no, she wanted to see you embarrass yourself. Right. So Hannah walks up to Sean and goes, hey, uh, Sean, <laughs> did you hear about Nolcon's party? And he's like, yeah, I did. And she goes, well, I was thinking of going, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted to go with me. (laughs) (laughs) He says nothing. uh, Not a word. And Allie goes, didn't you? Everyone's going. Didn't you hear her? (laughs) I'm going. And he goes, oh. He goes, "Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And Hannah knows. She, like, does her little eye flicker back to Allie, and she's like, great, and, like, does a little smile, but it's so Uh. sad. And then we go back to her in the office, and she just gives it to Officer Wilden. She's like, what is the point of this? So we can talk about how much weight I lost? And just so you know, my school picture wasn't in that yearbook that you're referencing, so you had to have seen it in my living room while you were standing in a towel. I mean, mic drop, am I right? (laughs) And she goes, we also know she's been reading up on Wilden. She goes... Well, you've made a lot of changes since you were a party boy in the class of 96. Very crucial information. And he goes, oh, you've been doing your research. And she goes, well, i like to know who's joining us for breakfast in the Boom. morning. Boom! And waffle. And in the morning, I make it waffle. You know from Shrek? Yeah. Yeah, I do know from <laughs> Shrek. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, it's excellent. It's excellent. It's excellent. Um... Oh, you know, I find that a lot of the people that, like, I know that have become cops <laughs> or, like, they were, like, the party kids in school or, like, kind of, like, the bad kids. And it's like, why did you go into law enforcement? So you can keep people from making the same mistakes. I don't think that's it. I, I think, think that's like the... like to have power. No, but I think that's the... That's what they say. That's the bullshit that yes. they spew of, like, no, I just don't want make... I don't want kids to make the same mistakes I made. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just... proof of yeah. them saying that. And being a piece of shit. He sucks. I, I have a lot to say about this next part. <laughs> While Hannah's in the office as Detective Wilden, the girls are on their phones. And they're scrolling Facebook. Now, I know Facebook is, like, dead now. But in 2009, that was it. That, I don't even know if there was Instagram yet. <sighs> and you could update your status. And you could write on people's walls. And you still can. But it was, like, a really big thing. Like, like we would update our status, like, ten times a day to make sure everyone knew what we were doing at all times. That is Who so we were with. What we were doing. Mortifying. So Hannah wrote on her status, looking forward to seeing Sean this morning. At what at time? 4.26 in the morning. So that explains why she has time to have a full fucking breakfast <laughs> and all this shit. That, even if at the time, would be extremely <laughs> embarrassing to, like, actually say i'm excited to see my boyfriend this morning but are you tops it i think what does she write life is always changing seize opportunities yes 
at 426 in the like morning. A true pick me girl. It's amazing they both woke up at the same time. Well, that's because she had that big ass breakfast outside. Right, probably see at a bagels. restaurant. At a restaurant. They're like scrolling through. So they decide they're going to write on Hannah's wall. And Aria's already written on Hannah's wall. And she said, can't wait for the party this weekend. Which is really Imagine not being invited to this party. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird thing to post. And they're like, oh my God, we've got to talk to Hannah. We've got to talk to Hannah. She's been gone for five minutes. So we have to talk to her. And I don't know how we're going to get a hold of her. So I'm going to comment on this post I put on her wall and say, Hannah, what's going on? Oh my God. Publicly. She's going to say, Hannah, what's going on? Okay, but so I need to like bring in a little anecdote here. Okay. So in eighth grade, I was on Facebook. Um, I was allowed to be on Facebook because... I was friends with my mom. She had my password. I was very sheltered. <laughs> um, and my best friend's name was Caitlin. <sighs> we really we really went through it all together. So in eighth grade, I had a crush. I had a little boy toy named Asher. And we didn't go to the same school. So, like, we really could only, like, talk a lot on Facebook. So, like, Facebook was, like, you could instant message. It was so fast. We'd go do that. We'd talk all the time. Caitlin. <laughs> And Caitlin, you know, the good friend that she is would, like, message him and be like, Asher, like, do you like Caroline? He'd be like, <laughs> yes, I've told you I like Caroline. She knows I like Caroline. So she writes on my wall. <laughs> Caitlin writes on my wall, Caroline, Asher is online. <laughs> With, like, a thousand X. And I wrote, Caitlin, you know he can see this, right? I commented <laughs> that on it. He's friends with all of us. You also have her phone number. Literally. <laughs> and we're both on Facebook. You can instant message me. <laughs> And then she posts again. Oh my God, Asher told me he really <laughs> likes you. <laughs> oh, publicly on my wall. And like, yes, I was in eighth grade, but I knew better. I was like, you idiot. <laughs> like me marching down the street to her house, slapping her across the face. Like, shut up. Shut up. But I remember I like you, like people would change their relationship statuses all the time. So I updated mine to single one day because he was my boyfriend, you know, and he commented not for long. And Caitlin comments like, OMG, <laughs> did you see Asher's comments? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this behavior that they're exhibiting in the show is not far from what really happened on the <laughs> hallowed <laughs> halls of Facebook in the early 2000s. It's appalling. Is it as appalling as my story? I I don't think no, so. No, all but of it is. The public, <laughs> the, like, this Asher is, is online. Talk to him. Caroline. Asher <laughs> likes you. He told me he really likes you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we joke about it all. I'll have to find them. We joke about it all. She'll send it to me and be like, oh, my God, never forget. Like, I'd be like, Caitlin, you know he can see this, right? <laughs> oh my God, like, I could have just deleted <laughs> like, off my wall. Or, like, like why didn't you call her? Oh be like, Caitlin. We were probably together, too. Like, Caitlin and I literally <laughs> were always together. Like, I probably was, like, sitting in the same room as her, and she's like, Hang on, can I have to write down <laughs> Asher's online. Caitlin like went to the bathroom for two seconds and saw that he's online. I was like, no, Caroline. She's like, I can't wait to tell Caroline her. Has to know this now. It's like exactly what they're doing. They're like, I can't wait five minutes so Hannah gets out of the room to ask her what's going on. I have to comment on what I put on her wallet. It says I can't wait for the party this weekend. So as Hannah, soon what's going on? As Arya types, Hannah, what's going on? Hannah approaches and <laughs> says, What's going on, guys? Oh, we love a clever script. <laughs> Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in any school, I don't think I was ever in a room alone with a teacher with that door shut. They were so paranoid about this, and they should have been, because it's scary. And Aria just walks into Mr. Fitz's classroom and shuts the door behind her, and he's, like, fine with that. And she doesn't break eye contact with him and immediately go. But he's acting kind of like... He's got the ick for her right now. He's, like... 
did you want to talk about the assignment or something? And I, I, every time I watch this scene, I think that it's because there are people in the classroom. Me too, because there is a scene at some point that's yes. like that, and I always think it's a point too because he's like, <laughs> "Did you want to talk about the homework?" And Arya does not break eye contact with him to look at the general area of the classroom, and she goes, what "Do you have plans <laughs> this weekend?" <laughs> yeah, like, homegirl, what are he, you doing? This is not a normal. This isn't Noel Khan you're talking no, to. Like he's no. not your classmate that you can just make plans with. Well, and let's talk about the plans she's trying <laughs> to make. She's like, so I was thinking, and there's this art show at the gallery my mom works at this weekend, and I was thinking we could go together. Like, okay, Aria, just because you, Mr. Fitz, and your mama watched a movie together in a theater does not mean he needs to keep coming around where your mom works. Like, you don't think she's going to get suspended? Are you stupid? So, Aria, like, I just, I cannot urge you enough not to try to hang out with your illegal boyfriend and your mom at the same time. And Mr. Fitz feels the same way, thank God, because we already know his judgment isn't the yeah, soundest. He is like weirdly holding his mouth. Like, liter- this is okay. And Taylor Swift's 10 minute version of All Too Well when she says, drinking your coffee like you're on a late night show, this is what she's talking about. Yes, I agree. Because the way that he, he's like holding the mug up to his lips and like smirking over the lip of the mug yeah. and like not drinking it. It grazes his lip. He pulls it down, says something else, then takes yeah. a sip. Yeah, it's also the smallest mug I've ever seen an English teacher drink out of. It's like of. a drop of coffee in well, it. Well, he's not doing much teaching, I guess, so that makes sense. He's too busy worried about his student teacher relationships. He makes a good point. He's like, yeah, let's have a parent-teacher conference over free wine. And Arya's like, okay, fine. What are you doing after? Like, she's just not getting it. She's not picking up the hints. They just shouldn't be hanging out outside of school to begin with. Certainly not when her mom's around. He's, like, dropping hints that he, like, doesn't want to hang out. Oh! She goes, I can tell my parents I'm going to Noel Khan's party. And he goes, maybe you should. Like, take the hint, Aria. And then he goes, I wouldn't want your peers thinking you're losing interest in them. And I'm like, that's textbook definition of, like, what happens. <laughs> this is not a joke for you to make, Ezra. I know. It's grooming 101, Literally. And, so, and, yeah, so Aria goes, I already have. And inches her hand towards him. A teacher walks in. She's like, ah! <laughs> Pulls her hand back. They pretend they were looking at homework in a very, like, unconvincing <laughs> As her hands way. are a blank piece of paper. That teacher is suspicious who walked in the room. Oh, absolutely. Has to be. We see her giving the best acting of her life, looking back and forth. Right. But she doesn't have the evidence. Spencer, what the fuck are you doing? Spencer's in Philadelphia. Just a little uh, bit. Just a train outside of Rosewood. Okay, so she went to Philadelphia to see Ren. Really smart move. They're sitting on the steps. Like, they're sitting outside. I know they're in Philadelphia, but, like, if I were Spencer, I'd be like, no one can fucking see us. I'm coming inside. We're going to have this conversation in private. But she's there, and she's talking to him, and she's basically trying to get him to go back to her dad and say, like, it was all me. It wasn't Spencer, which is true. He should do that. He did start it, and she really needs this. Her relationship with him is way more important than his relationship with them. Right. So I don't know why, like, he wouldn't want to, but he says something. And, like, we all need to remember, and when we were watching this, we did not think about this. She is a minor, and he's not. And it's not even, like, she is, like, the age of consent in Pennsylvania is 17. So it's, like, she is actually barely 16. Yes. She's not even close to 18 right now, really. And he's, what, 20? He's in med school? Yeah. So he's probably, like, 20. He's, like, Ezra's age. Yeah, like, 
it's not appropriate. It wouldn't be appropriate if she was 18 and, and you know, it still wouldn't be appropriate because you were engaged to her sister, but it's really not appropriate. It's actually illegal to be doing this. And, like, we can't assume that Spencer knows better. Like, we can't put that on her because no. she's the kid. And her parents definitely shouldn't be. They should be fucking pressing charges. Yes, and he, Ren, should be staying as far as fuck away from her as he can. The only reason the Hastings aren't pressing charges is because what would that do to Melissa's image? Yes. That's the only and reason And Melissa's the favorite. Fuck Spencer. Mm-hmm. It's about the family name and about how bad that would look. And right. they're not going to do that. And Spencer's the black sheep. And in reality, what they need to do as parents is protect their fucking daughter. Right. So Spencer is like, please, could you just try and like tell them you made a mistake? And he goes, I'm afraid the only mistake that I've made is falling mm. for the wrong sister. I l- love that British accent. We got to get a dialect coach in here. <laughs> anyway, it's so inappropriate. I fell for the wrong sister. First of all, you didn't fall for her. You knew Spencer for literally about 48 hours. And you royally fucked up during that time. But like, you didn't fall for her. No. You just thought she was hot. And that's creepy. Gross. It's so gross. Gross, illegal. It's all all around wrong. So this little thank God for Spencer. This little line Ren throws at her gets Spencer all flustered, and she's like, "Uh, uh, I I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta write yeah. a paper, catch the train." She's out of there. And good for her because I thought for a second she was gonna go on for the kiss. Me too. But she sets her mug down and she beats feet, gets out of there, back to Rosewood. What the fuck is wrong with Ben? <laughs> what a dramatic scene for Emily Fields. So just so you guys all know, we're in the locker room. Emily's just finished swim practice, and Ben sneaks up on her again and scares her to hook up or whatever but like what i need to know is do they ever try to make us believe that ben is a no because it really seems like they're like priming us for like he's creepy he's scary he's like always around the corner you know i think they wanted to make it easy to root against him and for maya well, they sure freaking did well i don't know if they made it easy to root for maya <laughs> because she's a little cuckoo but <laughs> they definitely made it easy to root against ben yeah it, it's very bizarre he wants to like tr- also i have to just talk about the logistics of this he's trying to like take off her one piece like speedo swimsuit Gross. in the locker room like, that anybody could walk in there at any point he got in there yes anybody and someone else is about to freaking be in there yes anybody at any point could walk and emily's going to have to be completely naked completely naked she's not like it's not like she's in like a bikini you know I, obviously she's in swim practice but like if she was it'd be like okay like you at least have a couple pieces. No, a one piece, it's like there's no way to be discreet. And you know she smells like chlorine. Like she was just in the pool. You know people fucking pee in that pool. And he's like, like at least let her shower, my God. Come on. It's gross. It's gross. Everything about it but is. But he's gross too. And he's just, con- he is confused. He's like, last week you were all over me yeah, this week. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's true. But, but this still. isn't maybe the way to approach the situation. No means no. Right. So Emily's pretty adamantly saying no and ben is not taking no for an answer he's like pushing her up against the lockers you hear them like clang she's like please stop you're acting strange and all of a sudden chubby Cavanaugh weirdly comes and saves the day he like literally is midair he's like flying (laughs) he's like superman like clark kent fully just like shoots across the room and grabs ben by his torso and throws him up and like truly pulls his arm back and punches him and ben immediately is covered in blood he he starts talking and his mouth is just full it's gross his mouth is full of blood he's like is he the reason you're acting like this and emily's like get over yourself i have to say emily should have reacted like i would have been screaming like emily is oh my god guys emily's low-key like guys first of all toby's just presence should be scaring the shit out of you because 
you know you framed him for this like, horrible crime. Wha- and he's back. Also, you guys were afraid of him being a perv, and he was just in the locker room. Yeah. So like, there's a lot to be upset about. I don't think Emily's upset enough, honestly. Um, Toby still hasn't said a single word. No, not one. In the whole show. In the, in the entire show. <laughs> Literally the whole show. And he just like holds Ben up against the wall and looks at her. And she's like, we're done, Ben. And Toby's like, all right, my fucking work here is done. Let's him go. And Emily. Storms out. Rushes out of there. Emily Fields out. I hate Meredith. She is the C she's word. such a bitch. I just don't understand like how you can be so clearly wrong and act so righteous and like snide. And like, she is she will all, I think that she says this later, but she is on this high horse to Arya of like, oh, you're yeah. so young, you don't understand. Like, no, 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 I understand that you fucked my daddy. Like, there, what is there to not understand about the situation? Arya, like, Arya is allowed, she's allowed to feel annoyed. I wish Arya went even more in on her than she did. Because Arya's literally down the street before she gets in the gallery and sees Meredith and has that look of disgust on her <laughs> face like, the whole time. Like, I, if someone looked at me like that, I would be like i'm gonna find a screenshot and put it on the instagram she's so, can all so mad in this face it's amazing and she walks into the art gallery um as we know she tried to invite ezra there is you know a art show at the gallery tonight so she's got eight thousand loaves of bread in her bag that she's bringing to her mother who is sitting there talking to the she-devil meredith actually how bold of meredith i mean honestly re- like, this is a second time what a episode. psychopath no, it's crazy. And so Ella had to have been trying so hard not to see how angry Arya was in the scene. Like, I'm trying to th- like if if our mom saw us looking at someone like that, we'd be in so much trouble. Yes, but also we know that like Arya's been moody and like what's going right, on, you know? Right, and like right, right. she's also 16, so her mom's probably like, "This is how she is," and she's gonna wait for Meredith to leave before yeah. she says anything to Arya about it but i agree our mom would be like actually our mom wouldn't wait till she was gone she'd be no. like say hi <laughs> like, like oh no she would do the she would look at the person that we were talking to and be like oh she sorry she is fee say hi literally it's it's unbelievable she'd make some like underhanded remark to the person in front of yes, us yes and it's like okay yeah no let's draw attention to it thank <laughs> you but so ella like leaves the room to go put the bread away and ari decides to confront meredith and good for her ari like grabs her by the wrist like Yes. Meredith turns to leave and Arya goes not so fast. She could have done way more than she did. Sorry, I'm looking up the actress that plays Meredith because her character right now is reminding me, have you ever seen the movie starring Beyonce Knowles that it says yes. uh, obsessed? It, yes, she and does remind me of her. Doesn't she? And I don't know if it's just the character. I'm like kind of No, I don't think it's her, but the characters are similar. So Meredith essentially looks at Arya after Arya's like, you can't do this. You're like breaking up the, my parents' marriage. All of a sudden, my dad's married. Look for someone who is available. My dad is not. And the bitch just walks out. She gives her this look of like, oh, you're too young. You're just a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And she leaves. It's it's unbelievable. Poor Arya. She, lo- she is such a bitch. It's like another level. Is this the one time I'm going to sympathize with Arya? I love Ashley Marin. She has Hannah's back so hard. Like, more than any of the other moms. She's the best mom in the show at this point, for sure. Yeah, she has Hannah's back. So we're back in the Marin household. Another kitchen scene, my favorite. And it's Hannah getting ready to go to No Con's party. And I love how she is just slowly ignoring her mom and Wilden. Like, they're, like, trying to have conversations. The bitch doesn't say a word. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> I love that for her. Mrs. Marin goes, if there is any drinking, you call us. Well, Wilden, so nice. Oh, right. He says, I could take you in the squad car. And then even nicer, he says, I won't use the cuffs this time. 
You're gross. That's repulsive. And Ashley Marin catches it and she looks at him and she's like, what? And he's like, what? It's a joke. And like, it's not actually a funny joke. You are a perp. You keep getting Hannah alone. It's like, what's the deal with the whole family? But Hannah goes and it's just Ashley and Wilden in the room and she's making a salad. They're going to have pizza, whatever. But she's clearly starting to like detest him and like doesn't want him around. And she asks him about the shoplifting. She's like, so any updates? Like, what's up? Because she clearly wants to be done with whatever they're doing. And he's like, no, but I'm going to call him. He's he's in no rush to get no. this done. And then out of the corner of his eye, he sees something in Hannah's bag that, that piques his interest. Right. So he goes over and he finds the bracelet that Allison gifted all the girls. Which he knows that's what it is. He has to. And he goes, what is this? Where did, where did you get it? And Ashley goes, why are you looking through my daughter's purse? What I don't like is that Ashley told him, though. She's like... Oh, Allie made it for her. Like, bitch, Shut you up. have to know that's incriminating information. Just say, I don't know. Say she stole it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's believable, too. I just and then, you know, from there we find out that he was interviewing Hannah alone at school. And that's not really appropriate either. She just finally cracks down. She can't do it anymore. And she says, go have dinner somewhere else. But she gives him the breakfast, whole, too. She gives him the whole pizza, which like girly. Don't you give want him the some? salad. <laughs> give him the bowl of romaine. Yeah. Be like, hang on, I'm gonna put some pizza in a plate for you, wrap it with press and seal, and then you're on your way. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I guess I'm not giving you the whole fucking pizza. My God. We love a studious queen. We Except love you, Spencer Hastings. How studious is she really about <laughs> to be? We love a sneaky but studious queen. Well, you know, she tried to be studious. She stayed in on a Friday night. Right. She didn't go to no fun's party. She's got this. Russian history paper to write. Spencer is like brooding over this computer. She's had a really busy day. You know, she was in Philadelphia. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, she's like probably like, she's yeah. probably jet lagged. She had shots <laughs> this morning. Yeah, yeah. She's been really, really busy. Booked and busy. She's been booked and busy. Not quite blessed, though. Um, she's <laughs> trying to write this paper. She just can't. And what do you know? But there's Melissa's computer there. And, of course, Melissa had the same exact course schedule as Spencer. And, of course, Melissa had no computer password. That's what I was about to say. I was like, how the fuck does Spencer know her password? You will never know my computer password. I do know your computer password. What is that? Allo Hamora. Wrong. It was for a long time. Well, it's not now. Is it Anthony (laughs) DeAngelis? Um... But truly, like, <laughs> I can't imagine finding your computer be like, oh, I'm just going to go through it. But it's not, she doesn't type anything in even. It was up. Melissa just likes to go through her old papers, revel in her, yeah. like, high school glory. No, but I, you wouldn't be able to find a paper from me written in high school right no, now. Also, like, I don't, you guys might not have used a Google Drive, but, like, in high school, everything was on the Google Drive. And our school district wipes your Google Drive clean once you graduate. You really? have to, like, save everything on your own. I know that. So, like, Lily, our little sister, literally could not go back and find my papers. She probably could, actually, for me, because I always printed an extra copy of mine, and I kept them in folders, which are probably somewhere in this house. So if she really wanted to, she probably could. But I also can't imagine the stress. Like, Spencer, you've got a lot going on. You're on thin ice with Melissa. You're on thin ice with your family. So you're going to steal an entire paper from Melissa's computer, which, number one, she's not going to go to bat for you. If she thinks you did it, she's going to fucking rat you out. She's mad at you. Number two, your family is going to be so disappointed in you that is not the Hastings way. And number three, you're going to get in serious fucking trouble at school if they find out and I'm sure they will and another thing is that Spencer doesn't even like go through a little bit and like try to change some of it like the only thing she 
changes is the name and the date. What if they, like, use different textbooks now? Like, what if, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't even want to read it to see if her paper was good? Change a couple words, like, hello, and nothing. I mean, it's wild. And so she's about to send it, and she stops in her tracks, and her mom and her sister walk in. They were just, what, playing tennis? They're doing something at the club. And, which was so chilly. Spencer, so Spencer chilly. No one there knows how to work a thermostat. <laughs> yeah, she Spencer's said. like, aw. And Veronica Hastings goes, "Did you eat? Like, did you have any dinner?" And which actually, not gonna lie, I was like, "Aw." I know, and then like she cares a little bit. <laughs> but and like, then it's the bare minimum. Well, we know that when Spencer responds with what she did eat, everybody's a fucking bitch. So maybe she was Literally. hoping, maybe she was hoping Spencer would say no, and she'd be like, "Oh, good." Spencer's like, "Yeah, I made pasta. Are you hungry?" And Melissa goes, no, thanks. I don't need to be depressed and fat. And her mom goes, good point. Oh, I my God. Imagine your mom saying that. No. That no, is I won't imagine. Devastating. <laughs> like, me start crying. No, I, I know. It's awful. And then Melissa, which, okay. <sighs> we knew Ren was dumb. He's in med school. He's in med school. He's so All G2. And no, no G whiz. In the words of our Marine Corps father, Ren called Melissa and was like, Spencer came over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not and a good representation of my British accent. She's, she's trying to clear her name. Ooh. And my name. And my name. I'm <laughs> Ren. I was engaged to a Hastings girl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I do have a good British accent. Don't don't forget that, guys. Well, we know it because of how you say it. Mr. Wilden. Mr. Wilden. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... How I usually do it. It's just unfortunately. You that's usually do a British accent. I usually do my British <laughs> accent a little bit differently, but for today, <laughs> I'm going to do it like this. So Ren calls Melissa, tells her Spencer came, and she's like, and can you believe it? He's still trying to clear his name and yours, which is exactly what Spencer wanted, but she didn't want him to call Melissa. No! She explicitly said, you just try talking to my father. And I don't know how Melissa hasn't blocked his number. Like, the fact that Melissa picked up, like, girl, girl, love yourself. So Melissa and Mrs. Hastings leave the kitchen, and Spencer, with her spite reignited, she opens her computer and hits send. And she's ready for Nolcon's party. She is ready to go. So we're finally getting some insight into Toby Cavanaugh. It's about damn time. So the girls are huddled. They're all like, are we even surprised that Toby was in the girls' locker room? He's probably watching you change. He's a perv! And and this is everybody's favorite word on the show. And Emily goes, no, guys. He saved me. So Spencer steps away from the group. and No, the group leaves her. She is left. Who cares? No, because she's sad about it. Oh, really? Did she say that? No, but you can see it. She's like, oh. <laughs> no, but you can see in her eyes. No, you can. Th- She's sad. It is called acting. There, <laughs> uh, Troy and Valsario oh is acting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Hannah goes with Sean. Arya goes to find Noel, basically, is what we can assume. And Emily obviously goes to see Maya. And Spencer is left alone in her riding boots. Yeah, okay, that's true. So she walks away. And she's, you know, pondering her existence or whatever. And in the shadows, we see Toby Cavanaugh looking absolutely fucking terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Is that the good British accent you were talking about? Oh, my God. Stop bullying me on the podcast. So we get our classic flashback 
camera filter so we know that it's in the past oh my gosh oh my gosh you know and they might still have it on a macbook photo booth because we used to use them all the time we didn't have like we couldn't take pictures That's on right our phones they really. edited this show on. well it literally looks like there was one filter it was like called the glow filter or something if you were there you know what i'm talking about because it was like a very weird filter and that is exactly what the flashback filters look like we see ali on the side of the road she's pulled toby over toby is like shaking in fear looking at down at Allie. <laughs> Keegan Allen is 10 years older than Sasha Peterson. 13-year-old little point. girl like, you better keep your mouth shut. <laughs> she like storms away. He's like, where's your chaperone? Where's the child handler? Literally, Spencer is a, is like walking past the fire truck towards Allie like hoping she can help maybe. And Allie goes, what are you doing over here? <laughs> and she is like, <laughs> the camera follows Allie as she is storming back to the group of girls. She's like looking at Spencer. This acting is Yeah, no, she's a good actress. Iconic. What I have to say is like why were the girls there? <laughs> like, wouldn't you? Okay, let's just let's just pause at the situation. Let's say you were in that group of girls and you had just thrown a fucking bomb <laughs> into <laughs> someone's house and you found out two people, not one, but two people were in there and the police are here and everything. Would you not get the hell out? They are just standing They're watching so everything. So nosy. And <laughs> Like, go to your room. And then Allie and Spencer go back over to the group. And Hannah goes, I mean, I'm sure if we just told them what happened and we're honest, like, it would probably be okay. And that's and Allie mistake goes, because the police will never, is not innocent until proven guilty. I am so haunted. I'm sorry this isn't a side, but I'm so haunted by all the stories of, like, people being coerced into confessions for crimes yeah. they didn't do. That scares the shit out of Toby me. Toby fucking Kavanaugh. By yeah, oh my god oh my god exactly but it's like oh sweet hannah like no that's not gonna happen so hannah says that and that pisses ali off and she goes you can do that if you want to go back to n- see your friday night sort of dance dance revolution in a jumbo bag of chips I'm like that sounds like an amazing friday night hannah go back to that and aria honestly rare moment for her she a good friend she goes ali well but let's remember oh it's all for her good friend for aria so now <laughs> hannah's like oh aria you're such a good person and later on aria's gonna talk behind your back with, with her, her mom, mom about where you shop girl. for clothes yes absolutely and so that is basically the end of the flashback but it's also important to mention that this is another moment where we're seeing the budding of heads between Allie and Spencer because they're yes. so similar and they're both so strong-willed. Yes. And they both want to be the leaders for this group and Spencer just like I don't think Spencer mean she doesn't want to overtake Allie. Well, Spencer's a natural born leader. But she just wants in to like, like a like, healthy way. And yes, Allie It's in an insecure way. Yeah, Allie's in an insecure way. Spencer's like born into this whether she likes it or not. It's part of who she is. It doesn't matter if she wants to be or not. She's always going to be Thank you. Say that louder. Like me. Correct. I will always end up being the leader. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Just kidding. But I do like I mean, and I don't mean like in life, but I mean like in a group project. I like to just take control of things like that. That's more like Spencer's version of leadership. For sure. Allie's version of leadership is like, I'm going to make you cry so hard that you'll do it. It's like literally Chinese water torture Yeah, is Allie's version of leadership. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to break you down and build you back up and you'll be mine. No, she's really not going to build them back up. But she's like, I'm so sorry, Hannah. Like, I didn't mean that. I'm just scared. And like puts her arm around that's her. Pull, true, you know, true. like she's she takes the attention away and she gives it to them. And it's all very deliberate. and It's very sociopathic. One thing I think is important, though, Allie needs them to be scared. And I don't think I think we get that line from Hannah about like, I'm sure if we just told them it was a mistake, 
so that we know how naive they are, right? Like they yeah. don't think that they're going to be in trouble for this because they didn't do anything. They didn't mean to, like whatever. And Allie is like, that energy is going to get us caught. Like you're going to talk about it. So I need to say this now. I'm just really scared because I don't know what's going to happen to us. Yeah. And now every single girl there is like, wait, what does that mean? I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut. Right. Exactly. And Allie gets what she wants. Scare tactics always. So Hannah takes Sean up to some sort of like attic and like not it doesn't seem like it's in the cabin like it seems like it's part of like yeah, a like barn. there's like a carriage house out back and it's like the attic of that yeah so they're basically like in the rafters she takes it looks absolutely horrible to be up there and her plan is to lose her virginity mona's now put this pressure on her and and it's really just that hannah needs to prove to herself that he doesn't see her as hefty hannah anymore which is so sad it's so so sad and i'm so glad spoiler alert they don't have sex because yeah. i would hate for that because i know when she does have her first time and i it's love iconic. it i cannot wait but um, she does Thinking of that, she, like, wants to have her first time in the outdoors. Mm, it's like her, well, she is indoors in the scene, I, I do want to point out. Like, no, but it's, like, inside a building. It's, like, rustic. Like it's Yeah, not, it's not, like, outside, it's though. It's not, like, a normal building, though. They play bugs, but, like, no trees. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, So they're, like, hooking up. It's getting hot and heavy. She reaches for a condom. He's, like, hell no. She just freaks out. Like, she just lo- snaps and loses it. She's, like, tell me why this is not happening and do not start quoting scripture. She's, like, you still see me as that girl who gave you cuts in line and laughed at all your jokes. And he goes, I liked that girl. But this one seems desperate. So mean. Like, such, like, a deep cutting thing to say. I don't think he knew it was. But I also think Hannah needed to hear it. Yeah. But, Maybe not but actually, him. knowing what happens next. She didn't. I don't think she needed to hear. <laughs> and that. I think Sean's gonna. It was like the actual last thing she needed to hear. Oh my god! Oh my god! So while this is happening with Sean and Hannah, Emily and Maya are hanging out, and they decide to go into the photo booth at Noel's party. What type of fucking party is <laughs> it's this? It's literally like a cabin in the woods, super rustic. Looks like a small cabin. Then you get inside, it's huge. There's a foosball table. We have apparently a photo booth, like a professional one. They're in the photo booth. And they are, you know, Maya's like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. And they end up kissing. We love to see it. Good for you, Emily. Live your truth. Honestly, Maya's a beautiful girl. Like, good for you. I have a problem with what happens next. They go out of the photo booth and she's like, goes to get the pictures. But we know that somebody has already walked by with a black glove. Wait, let's talk about that for a second. How do they? Okay. I know. How do they know? They were in the photo booth for a while. They did two rounds. But A was on it and just assumed that there would be something incriminating of them on that well of course because a has been watching and she's right. already sent a few texts about That's the sleepover true. and about like right. oh you have a new friend to kiss whatever they haven't really been like secretive about it now they're at a party a we ha- have come to believe that a is like someone in their not friend group but like in their grade probably yeah i mean at a's party. at the party and yeah and she sees emily and maya go into a photo booth together and, like, yeah, I'd want to see what was on those, two after knowing what's been going on, what I've been saying to you, knowing what I know about Emily, you know? So I'm not surprised at all that it was taken. I think A had ample time to see that happen, wait, and then and then do that. I don't think Emily needs to be so freaked out about it because, let me tell you, it's very normal for two friends to kiss when they're drunk at a party. But she's probably not thinking about it I like know that, she isn't. it's something she's never but let I herself think be not so, like... Allie also always made it seem like it was this bad thing yeah. that she needed to well, be. Well, and I got, I mean, I just feel like if anyone saw it, they'd be like, oh, my God, like, they were drunk and they can't, like, but I But Emily's just, not thinking I know, no, I know, she's not. 
I have a problem with how Maya responds to Emily being nervous about it. Well, I think Maya's thinking about it more like I'm thinking about it, honestly, which is well, that like, it's I think fine. It's the problem of like, and honestly, Maya acts this way later, and like, I get it. Like, Maya doesn't want to be with someone who wants to keep it so secretive. Mm-hmm. But also, Maya needs to be more understanding of like, this yeah. could be something that is going to wig Emily out of like, yeah. It is something that maybe she would be nervous about. Definitely. I think. I've always, like, not loved Maya, and I think... That's a hot take. Is it? People love Maya. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they love Maya so much as they love Emily and Maya. Okay, yeah. Like, I don't... I mean, in these three episodes, I haven't... She's fucking annoying. Yeah, I don't love her. Um, I'm sure as I continue to watch their relationship grow, I will, but I don't love her at this time. I think she's kind of annoying. I think, like, she has a boyfriend, you know? And so I think literally to her, she's like... I just don't get it like we are in the same spot. And like it, it probably seems to her like you don't like me. Yeah. And that she would take personally. So, I mean, neither one of them is right. Neither one of them is wrong. Like it's right. it's their very human feelings that I think honestly it was pretty amazing that they were even showing the story 10 years ago. Oh, fair. Because this stuff wasn't like this wasn't in a lot of shows. A same sex relationship was not happening on many shows especially like on abc family so i think it's cool that they're like highlighting these different parts of it too of like someone who's you know more comfortable in their sexuality and was raised a different way and then somebody who is terrified of admitting who she is and you know this there's this person who makes her feel comfortable with it though yeah so i don't know it's complicated but nevertheless a has this photo now and emily is petrified so just quickly we go to the gallery opening and Ari is looking at her parents all lovey-dovey meredith did not learn her lesson no she walks in here ready i don't even know what she's ready for because what is gonna happen she's she's got her sexy eyes on she's put lipstick on she's like ready to make her move she wants to assert her dominance in the room that his wife is in i think she is gonna get like some kind of thrill from that it's horrible she walks up to aria and Arya's like no she doesn't walk up to aria the camera like severely dramatically pans to aria she's got that look on her face the eat shit look and she basically like sprints over to Meredith <laughs> she's like what the fuck are you doing here in so many words um and Meredith or she's like didn't we talk about this and Meredith's like you talked I listened it was she's just like shoulder shrug she's so, it's so condescending it's so condescending it's and like I know better than you it's like you're 23 years old and and she says something she's like you couldn't understand this you're just in high school and right. it's like no 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 Aria understands this. She's fucking her English teacher. <laughs> She's actually. You guys, you guys are more have a alike. Lot in common. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's why you don't like each other. Like you have you're more alike than you are different. And Aria delivers one of my favorite lines. She goes, "It's the way she says it." Where I'm like, "Yes." She goes, "Well, what didn't you understand?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what didn't you understand? You need to leave now. <laughs> and Meredith's like. Oh. Oh, sweetie. There are just things you don't understand. And she takes Arya's water from Arya's hands, looks right at Byron, settles in her like in her place. She, like, shoulder shimmies in place, and then she struts right over to Byron. Yeah, she does, like, this deep breath, and she's like, I'm she's ready. She's got her eyes on the prize. To mark my man. Gross. That's what she does. And it's even grosser when you remember that her man is Byron Montgomery. Oh, and he's not cute he's not cute and she is cute Listen, go be with some. go be with 
Ezra Fitz. Go be with Peter Hastings. If we have to pick a fucking dad. No, but if we don't have to pick a dad and we can pick someone single, <laughs> which is the point here. <laughs> Let's not put Spencer in the same situation we put Arya in. Like, what if she dated someone available and her own age who doesn't have kids? And that could be Ezra Fitz. True. Like, hello, they're imagine a match made in fucking uh, heaven. Imagine if that had been the storyline. That, that would have been an excellent like, storyline. gets over Byron and Arya and Ezra on a break. <gasps> Or they're not on a break, and Meredith goes, and he's like, I just feel like I need to do this. I'm like, oh, my God, should we write this? Holy shit, is this fanfic? Marlene. Marlene, be honest, is this fanfic? Marlene, why didn't you explore this? I know you're listening already. She's <laughs> going to write a book called Things I Never Said. <laughs> it's going to be about what she should have. No, Plot gonna, lines she missed no, in Pretty gonna, Little Liars. She's going to write, like, a notes app on her Instagram about how much <laughs> yep. she hates our podcast. <laughs> oh, my God, I hope. A girl can dream. Marlene, I'm a big fan. <laughs> obviously okay so we get back to the party though and hannah is a woman scorned after she didn't get to lose her v card also sean wastes no time getting no. back to the baseball table this is what he just this is a thing about men though just nothing nothing them. Them. it's like she's about to do something drastic buddy <laughs> i would put the fucking foosball down and you just called her desperate desperate you're about to see desperate my yeah, man girl. And Hannah is, like, contemplating what to do. She's fuming. And she gets a text that says, heads up, hun. Hefty Hannah never gets the guy. A. That is devastating. So Hannah spirals. <laughs> spirals in a way I don't think any of us were prepared for. Every time I see this episode, and I've seen it a lot of times, I'm like, I the secondhand, like, just... Like mortification. Stop. Someone take the keys away from her. Oh my god. Oh my god. So it's Hannah goes so bad. Why did she do this? She oh finds Sean's keys to his freaking sports car that is bright yellow, ugly. Yeah, the text like triggers her into this next whatever. And she storms out of the house and Mona gets off of the lap of this forty year old man <laughs> and goes, Hannah It's the best day of that extra's life. <laughs> Hannah, where are you going? Hannah, why are you taking Sean's car? Hannah's <laughs> non-responsive at this point. Hannah says nothing, and Mona doesn't try too hard to make her say anything. No, not at all. Like, if you saw your friend storming to their boyfriend's car after a night of probable drinking, like, why wouldn't you get in between them and the wheel and be like... Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know why. I mean, this, we know why. <laughs> this particular person didn't act that way, but in general, we're supposed to believe Mona's a really good friend Yeah, they're best friends. It's something you would... You would do. Don't right. drive. But but she does. And not only does she just drive the car, she fully drives it down like a winding road, crashes it, <laughs> gets out of the car and just like walks away from the damage. Like you're I'm in like, the middle of the floor. Aren't you terrified? And like how were you right into a tree? It's at the, in this stretch of the road is like is straight. So it's like. Well, so here's my question, though. Like, I think she crashed it on purpose. I always wonder that. Because what was she going to just drive his car away? Like, what would that do? Drive it home? Okay. I also think when you're drunk, like, you're not thinking straight. And she was like, I'm going to fucking fuck with the thing he loves the most, this, this stupid car. Wouldn't you be afraid of hurting yourself? Like, the way she crashed She's the wasted. Car, like, uh, yeah, that's true. She's not thinking about She's not thinking straight at all. Right. So at this point, we're left with Hannah marching home once again, heels in a dirt road. Yes. And so now we go to apartment... 3B. Which, okay, it is Ezra Fitz's apartment and Arya Montgomery shows up there and I need to know how she knew where he lived. Did you, wait, did you know 
that way back when, when I was in elementary school, and I think also when you were, our elementary school gave out what, what was called the Lincoln Elementary Directory, mm-hmm. and it had every, every single address. student's address, email, phone and number. phone number. Um, yeah, because I remember I would look up like my to call like house phones. Yeah, I would for too. And stuff. All the time, but like, is that not the like address, so scary the now? Addresses are pretty. That's pretty crazy. But at least like it wasn't a direct like teachers' addresses weren't in there. No, but like still like I, I didn't need everyone to have my address, and I didn't need to have everyone else's address. Well, we did. Uh, it's just so crazy. They definitely don't do that anymore. I they might. There's no way. I'm gonna ask around. Okay. I'll ask some people I know who are in <laughs> elementary school, which I know many. But so anyway, I guess somehow Arya knows that he lives there. And she knocks on the door, and he comes out. And we're really made to believe he, like, has someone in there. Really? I think so, because he's, like, guarding the door. Well, but I my just think he doesn't he, – That's that would be breaking another level of boundary. But he's nowhere. Like, he's nowhere on a Friday night. He's home. You're yeah, a He's hot. a fucking loser. He's dating I a guess 16 that's true. I need to remember that, like, he's mentally ill. it doesn't matter how hot you are if you are a perv and let's be real Ezra Fitz is a perv I said it exactly and the showrunners consistently want us to forget how fucked up he is and Ren it's insane to me looking back on it now because at the time this made me romanticize like an inappropriate relationship in a crazy way and I know I'm not the only one who felt like that you weren't (laughs) maybe he's like raise your hand if you also (laughs) but Arya's like I just can't go home and also in my mind, I'm like, okay, if a 16, if I'm 22, which is how old he is, right? He's like 23, 20, 23 24. 24, 25, whatever. He's in his, like, early to mid-20s. Yeah. And a 16-year-old says to me, like, I just can't go home right now. If my 16-year-old sister said to me, I just can't go home right now, I'd be like, oh, my God, here we go. I'd be like, you got in a fight with your mom about something trivial. You know what I mean? He doesn't think that. He's no. like, you need to be here. Like, granted. It isn't something trivial for her, but he doesn't know that. Isn't that where your mind would go right. first? And like, Arya says, you'd be less attracted. Once again, like a fucking annoying Arya line. She goes, "Can we just be here? Can we be here now?" She doesn't say now. And Ezra's like, "That's hot, yeah." And he hugs her, and it's it's a sweet moment. We understand why all the kids loved it. He kisses her on the head, which Phoebe is. I love an Ezra Arya hug. Over. It's always his thing. He always kisses her on the head. It's so cute. But again, this show with the out and open illicit romances. That's like, true. You you really couldn't invite her in for that hug? You think you're really crossing a line if you let her <laughs> in the door? Like, dude, you are can, like repeatedly making out with your student. The line has been crossed. At least do it where you're less likely to get caught. We finally get Toby Kavanaugh's first line of the whole show. Um, Maya's dropping Emily off. And honestly, for them... Very tame. Yeah. No. No. It's just like she literally drops off. She's like, see ya. She goes, good night now. Rides away. That's it. And there's nothing else. And she speeds off. There's like no awkward smirk, nothing. Um, But Emily does see Toby across the street, like cleaning his camera and the pitch black. No, I think he's working on something for his motorcycle. Oh, that would make more sense. He's a biker. He's a bake- biker boy. He's a baker. He's a, ba- he's a baker. He loves making ciabatta. <laughs> <laughs> Focaccia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a biker boy. Um, and she she goes over what she should do, and she thanks him for... And Toby... Okay, she says hi and pauses. He doesn't <laughs> say he a word. Is, like, he's not helping his case. He is <laughs> one creepy motherfucker. Like, And then Emily's like, okay, maybe he's just nervous or, like, a little shy about, like, what he did. Because he okay. did punch someone in front of her. But what kills me, though, is, like, Emily and the liars 
are kind of operating on the like <laughs> on the assumption that he's a bad person. That he like did something well, bad. Emily made it clear earlier that she's not so sure anymore. Okay, good. Because y'all did that. <laughs> like yeah. y'all think he's a bad person because he went away for something you did. Hello. For, it, what like, happened to innocent until clear. proven guilty, bitch? Y'all never saw him peeping on you. Allie, who you know to have been a liar, <laughs> suddenly and in a, a really pretty little one at that. In a really <laughs> in a bizarre way, just accused Toby out of the blue of peeping on all of you guys. Yeah, I guess again we come back to innocent until proven guilty, bitch. All right, but uh, so Emily, Toby wasn't granted that luxury. No, not at all. And so Emily, I think maybe is, feels a little guilty, especially now that he's saved her from what could have been a really bad situation, and she continues to be like. Thank you, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Toby, again, doesn't say, you're welcome, hello, Literally goodbye. says nothing. Not a word. Yeah. Emily walks away, camera pans out, and we see Miss Jenna Marshall cloaked in darkness. How did Emily not see her, her though? On her porch. And that's, she that's the magic of cinematography, because I would have fucking seen Jenna Marshall. <laughs> Jenna I would have. Jenna screams, why is she thanking you? <laughs> and, okay, wait. Jenna for sure thinks like Jenna's like did Emily just come to the house to say thank you for fucking me <laughs> like that's the energy <laughs> Toby's like it's not what you think like what do you what did she think because people don't usually come up like thank you so much for for what Jenna you're jealous you think that they're like hooking up that's what you're afraid she thank you for that's weird Jenna's weird Ugh, they're both weird and he's like it's not what you think and that's his first line of the whole show and his Emily, only line so when, far when Emily walks away from him he has this cute little smile on his face yeah but he's still we, we he's still creepy it's still a creepy smile I he's know. supposed to be creepy right now I know you're in love with him I but just don't have we the need energy to put into me thinking he's creepy right okay now. but you need to give him the Pam Fields treatment which is right now She's not the one. She's I still not think the I one. That, that little smirk was like, aw. Well, he's he's happy that he someone's being fucking nice to him. Because <laughs> everybody fucking sucks. Yeah, that's what it is. And it is sweet, but also, like, we don't know what's sweet right now. We're supposed to be thinking he's a creep. So the girls are back in the woods. This time a little bit more appropriately dressed. <laughs> yes. For the activity. Yes, and they are ready. We're full circle. They're ready to do this shrine for Allie. But they're kind of discussing... Should we do it in a public place? Right. Arya goes, whoever did this, they should look at it every day. And Hannah's Hannah, not like, so sure. sighs. And Spencer's like, what, you hate the idea? <laughs> and, like, Spencer, it wasn't your idea. Like, don't take it so personally. <laughs> Hannah's like, no, I had a rough night, okay? No one asks, what happened? No <laughs> one has any concern. Yeah, again, these aren't great friends. Aren't great friends. Um, But we hear these wrestling again in this time. Especially Spencer Hastings is not fucking around. It's not a rabbit. This she time. runs up because yeah, they know last time after they heard the quote unquote rabbit, they got a text from A. Right, and they so drop they their bags run. and they run. I hate that. I hate that shit. Pick up your bags. Like if there's really someone out here. You were carrying them. Before, it's fine. You can do it. Anyway, I guess in a moment like that, material things just fade away. Right, and don't matter. Right, right, right. Um, but they get to a clearing and they see something on the ground. It's a bracelet. It's one of the bracelets they all have. And someone fucking asks, is that yours? Um, bitch, the you can read the name on it. It's, it's clear Allison. It's Allison's bracelet. It's there, which means it's low-key, like, an A signature. And they're still fully thinking now, okay, Allison's not dead, yeah. and she is A. Right. So that's kind of the note that we're left on here. Yes. Cut to our first a scene. Is this really the first one? Yeah, wow. we haven't gotten one before. <gasps> and it's an iconic one. It is, yeah. It's we are, we one. zoom in on a printer. 
that is printing out 13 matte photo paper copies. Unlucky 13. I know they print out more than that, but. We pan out to. Gloves. Yes. Hands in these leather black gloves. Yeah. Every time it's an A scene, it's black gloves, which she also, or they also had when they took the pi- the photo. Right. The and photo they are booth. pinning these pictures onto the wall. And what are they? All of the photo booth pictures of Emily and Maya. Emily and Maya kissing, which is Emily's worst nightmare and Pam Fields' worst nightmare as well. Things Pam, are going to get ugly. I mean, this is going to turn into a murder charge real quick because it's going <laughs> to put quick. Pam into cardiac arrest. Literally, literally. Um, but hopefully this can inch Emily closer to, you know, being her true self. And so I guess we'll see in the next episode. All right. Our recap for next episode. Next episode is titled, Can You Hear Me Now? In our synopsis. Um, I can't our fuck synopsis. <laughs> I can't say this word. Are you wasted? No. Our synopsis. How do you synopsis? Synopsis. Yeah. Our synopsis is tired of being harassed by A, the girls decide to put a stop to the emails and text <laughs> messages by blocking all unknown users. But just because the mysterious ghost isn't looming over their heads, the girls' problems are far from over. And I can already see in the still we've got some excellent outfits going on here there will be lots to chat about next week there's no vest not a vest but i have no doubt there will be one i have faith in the costume (laughs) department and their commitment to putting a terrible vest in every episode multiple times but yeah that was the recap of season one episode three to kill a mocking girl and we'll see you next week thanks for listening